What up, y'all? And welcome back to Rotation Roundtable. It's Amazon Music, and we are live on Twitch right now. As always, we got some special guests in the building. To my right, we have Nyla Simone. We have Gabe, Mr. Step In. Step Out. Don't, Don't get, get Stepped, stepped on. on. It's on the radar radio. You know what it is. Damn. We have the OG uh, Rob Markman in the building. Word. I'm here, but but none of that is more important than the special guest that we have with us this week. Yes. Uh, yep. I'm super excited. Yeah. Yes. Zone, Zone, Zone is here. Zone, 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 Zone. Legendary yeah. producer and artist Swiss Beats is in the building. Yes. Swiss, what's up, man? How are you? Yo. I, like, I like it. Hold on. Yes. <laughs> And first of all, I, I, I love the Zaza, I love the Zone Zone, but but I'm an original Swiss beat ad libs guy, so I'm a, it's me, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, showtime. It's showtime. 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 I knew he was getting to the showtime. Yeah. <laughs> we love it, man. Yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Thank you for being here with us, man. I mean, it's it's a nice moment for you right now. You just released a project that we'll get into a bit later, but yes. uh, tell us about it, man. I mean, um, we celebrating the Hip Hop 50th. Yes. Uh, two years ago, my brother, I like to call him Nasty Nas, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mr. Live at the Barbecue mm. uh, called me and said that they, he was working on a project for the Hip Hop 50th anniversary, and he had a concept uh, with Mass Appeal, which is his label, to uh, celebrate the producers. And he's like, yo, I'm, I have Premiere. I want to have you. I said, okay, all right. All right, all right. And Denzel, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, um, and then he said, you know, we're going to probably have Hit Boy and a couple more producers. But this is two years ago. And so I was like, okay, it's nice. I'm not going to say no. Let's do it. All right. And so um, that two years felt like two weeks. Mm. And... So in two weeks, I get a phone call saying, Swiss, uh, it's, your, your, it's your turn. The EP is is due. It's, it's, <laughs> you got to hand it in. Mind you, I'm way over somewhere. Right. Not thinking about no music, no EP, no nothing. And I just had to get in mode. And um, at first, I didn't take it serious. At first, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just take something off the hard drive. I got, I got, I got. I First got, of all, those hard drives. I got, I, I got something on the hard drive that people never heard before. But then I was like, you know, if I'm gonna do it, let me, let me do it for real. Let me, let me make it count. You know, like I, I came too far to play around and into back into the music space and, and and play around with some old things from the drive. So here we have it, uh, six songs. I wanted it to be diverse. I didn't want it to just be nostalgic artists. Right. You know. Even put a new artist in there, Scarlet. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. The lead single is Say Less with, with, with Dirk and Boogie. The intro uh, theme, the intro to the EP is with Nas. Then we close it out with Jay Electronic. I just want to give people some gumbo to just, mm -hmm. just yeah. spread it out. Gumbo, I yeah. like that. Give them the gumbo. Give them the gumbo. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the album or, or the project a bit more later. Uh, but before we really get into the show, I, one thing we always got to look out for is the timepiece. <laughs> 
What type of watch <laughs> is this that we have on today, Swiss? Oh uh, man, I'm into independent watches. Okay. Um, I've always been different with with collecting and doing different things, and just trying to just be ahead. So this is a Debethune. Uh, I think it's probably like sounds expensive. The accent came out. The accent came out. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. It's expensive to say. Oh, oh, wow. That's tough. (laughs) Goodness. Uh, The Twitch chat is already active. Uh, Luke the Boss Seven says, "My man Swiss in the building." Zone. He's back. Good Vibes Dave says, need the drop at all times. Legend. Yeah. Again, thank you for having us. Thank you for having Um, me. And before we get into the show, this isn't uh, part of it, but I I was uh, at the fight this past weekend. I don't know if you guys saw Javante fought Ryan Garcia. Yes. Uh, Javante brought out Chief Keef. Mm -hmm. uh, Or Chief Keef brought out Javante to perform Love Sosa. I've seen that. I've seen that. Just wondering what y'all thought about that. Should have been Finito. I would have loved that. (laughs) I would have liked Finito more. I think Keef said that... he, he said, said it was that. gonna be more dangerous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's maybe a different record. That's maybe it's better record. that he did Love Sosa instead of Finito. I just would have liked to see Finito. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I feel like that brings a certain type of energy, I especially agree with to that. an arena. You know, Love Sosa is a legendary song. You can't not taking nothing away from that. But I feel like Finito would have just it would have made it even Dang, more, special, more dangerous. It would have been, been, been extra Finito. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know when you watch like a, you know when you watch like a Creed movie and they do like yeah. the intro like when when Creed comes out and like you feel the energy in the movie. That's what I felt like. Yeah, like, been. like like when when Mike Tyson came out to the DMX intro, right. doom, yeah. doom. like yeah. I remember that moment. I was just like, everybody's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know what if Shay crazy? I, I, and I think it's dope, and I think that even this generation of hip hop fans still get to experience that because I, I I remember coming up when like the first time we seen that, like seeing Mike Tyson come out to DMX and seeing hip-hop incorporated in that way, or seeing Fat Joe and Rest in Peace, Big Pun, mm. bringing out um, Tito Trinidad mm. and, and being like, oh, we made it, like, as a culture. So to see Chief Keith be able to do that, especially for this generation, because he's so influential, yeah, yeah that's a magic moment. Real quick, I don't want to spend too much time, but what song would y'all come out to? Off the top, what's something that comes computers. to mind? Computers. Yeah, computers by Bobby, Bobby and Rowdy. Rowdy? Of course, yeah. Okay. Some mm-hmm. real New York shit. Nyla, Swiss? Can't take a joke. Okay. Okay. All right. Swiss? I come out to Phil Collins. Wow. Mm, in the, in the, in the, in the air, air of the night? Wow. In the air of the night. Like That's that. iconic. It's just airy and dangerous. I'm going to say a little spooky. Yeah. Doom, doom, doom. Eerie, for sure. Rob? I'm going to say, it's not just because Swizz is here. This is one of my favorite records. Nori is my guy. Sheesh. I'm coming out for band for TV. That's dangerous. Like one of the yeah. greatest like beats in history. <laughs> yeah. That's dangerous. Which, which, which also wasn't finished, right? Like, is that no, the classic story? Band from TV, which I heard was just the intro before the beat dropped. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the beat was finished. They just didn't get to the drop. They just let. They just <laughs> looped the intro yeah, they just over and over. Looped again. the intro and, and never got to the drop. And, and and as a producer, it just I was like. Yeah, but y'all didn't let the beat drop. It was like, nah, nah, so we gotta leave it like this, son. We gotta leave it. No, it was extra queens at this time, right? <laughs> nah, son, now nah, you gotta leave it like this, you know what I'm saying? Pun like it. Like, I'm like, the beat didn't drop. <laughs> I, I still don't I, understand. I, I feel like we gotta hear the version as you intended it at, at some point. I gotta find that one. <laughs> it got dust on it, but it, whenever it, it you went, dust it off, let us hear it. You know, the song came out and it, it went. And I, I forgot. I you, just, couldn't, you couldn't fight it. Yeah, I just, I just, I just like chalked it up. I was like, okay, well, the beat's never going to drop. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got a couple quick topics before we get to our first big question. Big question? Yes. Our first... B.I.G.? No, no, not big. Just the big topic of conversation. Uh, Cassidy said that he's not interested in battling Meek Mill. When he uh, was supposed to do that? What? Battle, battle Meek Mill. I don't know. He was doing an interview with Vlad TV. 
Uh, and then Cassidy said that he doesn't view Meek Mill as a battle rapper. Mm. He said, shout out to Meek, but he ain't battle rap. Uh, reactions? Are you looking at me Just first? in general, just <laughs> at the table. I, I, uh, Why'd you look at Rob first? I think, I mean, obviously... <laughs> He's direct line of contact. Obviously, Cassidy is... Um, we know how Swizz knows, right? Because Swizz signed Cassidy. We know how Cassidy came up in the battle scene in the streets of Philly is really how he made his name before he really started making his records. And we got to give him that credit. But Meek had a similar come up. I just don't think you mm -hmm. could so quickly discredit Meek as not a battle rapper. Like, I, you know, I, I don't know if Meek is in battle mode now. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And and because that's a different mode of what guys like Loaded Lux does and Hitman yeah. Holler. Like, that's a whole different... I don't know if Meek has been training and is in that mode, but to just be like Meek is in the battle rapper, I, I don't doubt that Meek can get in that mode if he focused up and said, you know what, yeah, this is my opponent and, and we're going to go in and do it. You can't take away Meek's history. That's well said. That's well said. Yeah. Nyla, Gabe? Um, I would like to see it. <laughs> I would like to see it. I would like to see it. I think I think Meek could hold his own. You know what I'm saying? I don't count on Meek Mill. Yeah. You know, don't count on Meek Mill when it comes to, to come to this. I mean, Cassie, of course, legend. But I think Meek could, I think Meek could hold it. Personally, I haven't seen Meek as a battle rapper. Like, mm -hmm. I haven't seen any of the early tapes, so I can't say. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I have seen, the only type of battle I've seen was the Drake and, like, Meek, uh, Meek Mill situation. And... He lost that, so I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that, 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 that was different. That was I, different. I, that was different. No, no, I know it's different, but I'm just saying from what I have seen, right. I can't call it. Right, right, right. right okay, all right. Uh, next, real, joint. real quick, I'm, I'm my ahead. bad. No, no, go ahead. And and no disrespect to either one of them, but I, I wouldn't want to see a battle from either one again, only because you have to be in a special zone to 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 really like the guys who do this for real. Like you know, what I'm saying when when you see a guy like Daylight. And Tay Rock and what that was. Like, if you're not gonna take it seriously, if you're only gonna kind of part time, like the guys that do this and the women that do it too, um, shout out to Jazz the Rapper, do it full time. Yeah. So unless you're gonna commit it's yourself full time to it, don't don't, do I don't it. even don't don't even Fair. play with it. Either one of them. Fair and very well said. All right, next quick topic. Uh, Polo G's mom did an interview. She spoke about their family dynamic and uh, when asked why she didn't allow her kids to get jobs growing up. She said, I wanted my kids not to know the struggle. I wanted my kids to know what support was. And then she said that in black households, uh, she feels like we're hardwired to think we have to go through something mm. in order to be successful. Mm. Swiss says, hmm. <laughs> Thoughts? Does something come to mind? No, I think, um, you know, if she, if Polo G and his, and his mom are probably really from it. Yeah. You know, and I feel that as a parent, she wanted to, give a different example so he could take that example growing older and do something different, right? So, you know, um, he probably seen poverty all around him every day. And so it's like, you know, when you throw your kids out there in the matrix, it might you might not get the right answers. So it's like, okay, I'm going to invest in your music. I'm going to invest in this. Um, but that was, that's her way of parenting. So right. I can't, I can't, I, I can't dis dis dispute none of it because, um, He's on the right path. He had yeah. a great career happening. So somebody did something right. I was about to say, somebody did something yeah, somebody right along did something the way. Right. Uh, Nala, would you let your kid work a job? Would I let my kid work a job? Yeah, absolutely. But I would definitely support whatever endeavors they want to try. Like, I feel like you should allow your child to try as many things as possible. I don't have a kid yet, so I can't really relate as far as, like, how I would parent. But I think what she did is super dope. And I think that's kind of becoming more and more common because I interviewed... 
uh, this artist named Ruchi who's from L.A. And his mom did the same thing. He dropped out of high school and she supported his music career, like mm. funded it. So I think it's becoming more and more common because we're seeing, you know, we're generations in in hip hop now. So we're seeing the results. So, yeah. Okay. Gabe? I was about to say, I was just watching the, um, there's like a Polo G um, documentary. That's about like an hour long. Um, And just kind of watching where he came from in Chicago. You know, you were talking about how he was going to do real things growing up. Mm -hmm. And kind of seeing even some of the early videos of him rapping in school and then rapping in his bedroom. It's like, you see the potential that he had from Mm. literally from the very beginning. So I don't knock his mom for, you know, not wanting him to work a job and believing in him because you could see the talent in him. You could see the promise in him from an early age. I would, if my kid wanted to work a job, I'm all for it. I worked a lot of jobs in my life. I'm not saying that like, you know, you have to struggle to to get somewhere, but you know, I feel like the jobs that I were build character, but building mm. character can come in different ways and different forms. You yeah. know, the way that you know how I came up is different from the way that somebody else came up, but that doesn't mean that either way is the definition of what's the right way to come up and what you're doing. And I think how Polo and how his mom did it, obviously it worked. Yeah, and Polo's an incredible artist, and like I said, you see it from the very beginning, so you can't, yeah. you know, you can't look at um, you can't look at that situation and be like, oh, you know, she's wrong, but that's just how she raised the kids and. It worked out the right yeah. way, you know? Facts. Rob, you yeah. got kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got two sons, so, um, and, and they're at that age, so um, I would absolutely support them to go out and get a job. For me, it's different from having a job and having work ethic. Like, you could work towards a goal and I not necessarily that. clock in somewhere. Sure. So, for me, my constant thing is, like, how do I build and support a work ethic? Because mm. even somebody like Polo G, who's talented, and naturally so, he also worked to get to where he at. So, mm-hmm. so I, I don't want to confuse having a job with having the work ethic. Um, but yeah, you know, look, man, like my son sometimes gets in this mode where he's just be on them video games all day, and I'm like, yo, you got, <laughs> you got to get up and get, out. yo, you got to get a job, B. Yeah, like, like, your fingers gonna fall over. Yeah, <laughs> or if you training because you see some of the, the these um these tournaments is really serious. Some colleges give scholarships for video game play. If you working towards wow. that, then go ahead. But right. if you just hear, like, oh, casually, keep playing casually, man, get up, right. get out and get something. That's what Outkast told you gotta me. You got to go so. get it now. I yeah. think that mm-hmm. she felt he was getting it and yeah. he was putting his time in. He wasn't, like, probably just laying in the bed all day. Right. right. And so she was like, you know what? Just like how you said you've seen the video clips, she's like, wow, like, you know, I'm watching something beautiful happen here. Let me not take him off of his focus and, and break his spirit. So I think it came from a genuine place. Or, mm. Swiss, did you have any interesting jobs growing up before the music career? What'd you do? I packed bags at Sea Town. Sea Town, okay, yeah. that's a New York like, staple. Like yeah. Six years old. Um, at six years old? Yeah, yeah. that's definitely. A I kind of <laughs> invented the, the bag packing system yeah, yeah. in in, in St. Mary's Projects. Like nobody was packing bags, and um, I used to go shopping with my grandmother, and she used to make me help the old ladies pack their bags. Mm. And then one of the old ladies took a two-liter, um, the bottom of a two-liter, and took the bottom off and put it so people can give me tips. Mm. Uh-huh. And then um, it was good money, right? And then so from there, my other job was I was cutting hair in a barber shop. Oh. I was the youngest uh, barber, and I was like 12, mm. cutting hair, selling mixtapes. So I was charging $30 a haircut. Back then, thirty dollars a haircut is crazy. Yeah, so you got a mixtape, then you got a cut, but but I was doing designs. It was a it was a value proposition. Yeah, yeah, I did the whole package. All right. Um, That was at Dome Groomers on Boston Road. Mm. Um, And then my last job after that was, I worked in um, 
a quick little like a seafood restaurant. And it was over for me. <laughs> how, how, that was the last job. What, what, what was the time between you doing the seafood restaurant and 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 getting um, your first placement on on? Is Dark Three and Hot was the first one, right? No, no, no. no. It was banned from TV. Banned from TV. Okay. Taylor Roof. It was a couple. Uh, it was probably about three years before. Um, yeah, three years. Right. Mm. Yeah, like fourteen. So mm. one, 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 one last question. You said six years old, packing bags at Sea Town. Yeah. Yes, son, Egypt at around five or six years old, <laughs> producer for Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like yeah, when you compare your lives. <laughs> yeah, he got me beat. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. That, but that's, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, like like our kids are supposed to elevate it to, to the next level, especially um, coming from where his mom come from, Hell's Kitchen, where I come from, the South Bronx, and having success. Like, we want to make sure our kids is leveling it up and 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 we just support that just like how Polo G mom is. Yeah, yeah. The right. Egypt ass work. <laughs> I don't, I don't, all my kids work. They can't I I can't do it. Yeah. That's dope. You know. There's someone out there who can say they got a cut or a fade or a design by Swiss Beats. That's a very rare thing to be able to say. The whole Boston Road know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, let's jump into some of these comments. Silent Ninja 1462 said, I got Swizz as my account name on Call of Duty. Damn. Much love, man. Are we winning? Yeah. <laughs> you have a good... Uh, he might have to revoke that depending on your record. <laughs> <laughs> Crispy Jack says, Rob out here like no thanks to a battle between Meek and Cassidy. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I did kind of. I, I, I get. Yeah, okay. You know you. You know you would watch it though. I would definitely watch it. You know I would definitely tune in. Absolutely, I'm watching it. But yeah. but, but but you know, it, it, I think it's hard for rappers who come from that and then go to the recording process and then go back into battling. Like historically, it hasn't been the easiest transition yeah. to go back think, once you've been in. The I studio. think it could happen. Yeah. And the reason why I think it could happen, um, I did create verses, but, <laughs> but but the reason why. I think it can happen because it's all about the format. Now, if you go in the format that you're saying that loaded Lux in the morning, right. I, won't, I won't recommend that. Right. But I think a special uh, situation can happen where, listen, these are 10 beats. Let's go. Mm. And I think that, I think Meek got 10, 10 verses that's yeah, going to feel absolutely. like something. Yeah, 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 definitely got 10 verses that's going to feel like something. Yeah. That's that, that's why that, that, that's why Swizz is Swizz. He just created. He just that's a whole low key is a whole right new there. concept, a whole new format. Um, you know, what I mean? that real yeah, yeah. Quick. It's, it's trademarked already. It's, trademarked saying, it's closer you than them. you think. <laughs> it's already it's already in the works. He actually orchestrated the Cassidy <laughs> Meek battle that's happening next week. <laughs> All right, uh, Baguette Baby said, "Jobs build character. Working a job makes you appreciate the people doing work around you at the store, the coffee shop, customer service, etc." That's a fact. I agree yeah. with that. Uh, D Block Fifty Four says, "Does anyone know where he got that green jacket from?" Rob? Oh, this? Yeah. A little Polo Ralph. I was Ralph looking Polo at that. Store. Mm -hmm. like, my man got yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, from the Ralph store. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Indemar is back. They said jacket vibes from the table. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, everyone. The, I wish y'all would have told me we was doing jackets on, today. Yeah. Hey. I ain't gonna lie. I was gonna. I was gonna put the AV on today. I was gonna put the the one that Nas had in the Street Dreams, the remix video, mm. the red and white one that Biggie had and Nas. Had. You I got that jacket? That I absolutely have it. Yeah, 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 sheesh. And I changed it up. I said, you know, I'm gonna go with the lower today. But I, I'm, I'm glad. You know what I'm saying? Like Swizz is shining. That's no, nah, I'm, I'm light. I'm a, well, 
I'm right. You got, but you. you got the vintage polo on. <laughs> yeah, man. I can't talk. That's the vintage Pete. All right. Uh, Skittle fat Skittle farts. Ninety one said. What? I think as society is slowly becoming more inclusive, it also kind of takes away the stigma on musicians being labeled in negative light, i.e., rough pasts, or it being a career that goes nowhere, etc. Though there are great songs born from authentic narratives shown in music. Shout out to you for that thesis. I, I, I agree. I don't know what that was thesis. a response to. Yo, I was trying to figure it yeah, out. I, I was trying to piece it. But I agree no, with it. But they was just saying that, work hard. <laughs> Precisely that. Work hard. Round it out. Crispy Jack said, everyone in the hood was a bagpacker. Been there. Also at Seatown. Yeah, I bagged groceries too at uh, Stop and Shop. I was a beggar at the commissary. Military base. That was the easiest way to get commissary. that paper room. But at the military. Okay. Like, it's a say. grocery store for the military base. It's called, called the commissary. The commissary. Uh, the commissary. Yeah. All right. Rob and Gabe, y'all never back. I, no pulled, I was I worked in retail. Okay. I worked at fake polo. Rob? I used to shovel. Shovel of, snow. Yeah, I lived in yeah, the shovel. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was the yeah. real money. Great hustle yeah. and cash. Yeah, that was the real money. You get so, the day off, you go right I lived in it. Flatbush, Brooklyn, and then like the next neighborhood over was like Kensington for us, where there was a lot of houses Hell yeah. and driveways. So we just get up early with our shovels and $20 a, a, a driveway. Word. We just clean up. Bang them out. Yeah. All that's, cash bread. Yeah, that's how, that's how I bought my first Sega Genesis. Really? Yeah, <laughs> Off of the like shoveling. That. Damn. Shout out to God for delivering the snow on those days <laughs> so that you had some work to do. All right, let's get into our first big question. Uh, Swiss, obviously, legend in the hip hop space, uh, tried and true. Uh, and so the question that we have is if you had to break down the genre of hip-hop into four core elements. Oh, boy. What are those four elements? I mean, it's collaborative conversation. Okay, good. But your word would hold the most weight here. Uh, What four elements? Or maybe just throw one. I don't know everything. I'm still a student. Say the question again. Four elements that make up hip-hop. If you had to break down the genre of hip-hop into four core elements, what would they be? Maybe the four of you guys each throw one in. Mm. Well, let, let's just say traditionally, right? And, and I think things have changed. Hip-hop has evolved, so it's okay to change. But traditionally, at least when I was coming up, the four elements was thought to be DJing, because that's where it started, MCing, breakdancing, and graffiti. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are the original elements. Yeah, those are yeah. the four times. You know, I don't know, and, 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 and there's no disrespect, because obviously, um, like, look how breakdancing is now in, in the Olympics. Like, it, like... There ain't no joke, you know what I'm saying? Um, because of the laws, especially in New York City, I don't know how prevalent graffiti is, you know what I'm saying, at, versus what it used to be. But there's still an artistic element. There's still a design element. Mm-hmm. Like, graffiti might have morphed into or grew into fashion, you know what I'm saying? When it did. Had a, 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 a heart, so maybe fashion is one of them. Fashion is one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Can we all agree on that? Fashion's yep, a great one. Fashion, yep. fashion, okay. Gabe, Nala, Swizz, throw one in the hat. I think poetry is... Poetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, and, and the reason why I say that is because, you know, like when you listen to Nas or you listen to KRS-One or you listen to even like a Dirk and they telling that story, like that's mm-hmm. that's poetry. Like mm-hmm. hip hop started from poetry that turned into how you expressing that, that poetry, yeah. you know, and even KRS got a song called Poetry, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, so I feel that it's, it's, it's words of, um, wisdom, words of encouragement, words of dealing with your hard times, and it's all an expression. And all of the artists have different expressions that um, that comes from poetry, whether they know that that's what they're doing or not. And I feel like um, it's prolific like that. Yeah. 
All right, so we got poetry and fashion. Gabe, you got one for us? I'll say authenticity. Authenticity. And what I mean by that, like, I think of, you know, whether we look at, you know, over the past 50 years or even in a more modern sense, like, I'm going to do a more modern example, but someone like Albiel, right? Albiel's from Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. And he, I don't know how you would label him as a, as a rapper. I don't want to say boom bap, but he's more of like a modern day spitter, lyricist. And he just came home like a year ago, right? And I think that, you know, when him being away, right, that can always affect somebody's career, right? Mm. But if you make music that's authentic and that lasts, you'll always be able to break through to the people because, you know, he's from I Jersey. And, people that. and a lot of people think that, you know, obviously the prevalent sound right now in the Tri-State has been like Drill, Jersey mm. Club, right? And people were asking like, okay, where are the spitters at, right? But mm. someone like Albi was able to come home and put up numbers and be able to be just as relevant as some of the younger kids that have been in the game. Yeah. And I think that that's important to talk about. And even if, you know, aside from Albi you look at other people who really doing it right now, like Millie's, right? Blanco Six, great mm-hmm. project. Or you look at what the Griselda artists have created out of Buffalo or 38 Special in Rochester. And while they are um, older artists, they are relatively new to certain people. So you look at these things and you're like, okay, cool. Like, it doesn't, there's no age limit on when you could you know, make it in the game and... That's the biggest um, bar right there. There's no age limit on when you can make it in the game and if you're an authentic rapper and you have a fan base and even if it's a small fan base, you never know where it can be. And um, and salute to Albiel because he came home and he really put his foot on the gas and he's really putting up numbers and I know, like I said, a lot of people said that in the Tri-State there wasn't any other sounds besides, you know, the drill, the Jersey Club sound really moving but, you know, someone like Albiel has proven Mm -hmm. them otherwise that you could still make it and be prevalent in that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Nala, what you got for us? For me, I'm going to say soul, but oh. I feel like soul kind of pockets into what mm-hmm. each of you guys said mm-hmm. as far as authenticity and, you know, poetry because it just has to come from within mm-hmm. and soul can't be duplicated. So that's like how we were talking about the AI last week and how like they're that. trying to mm-hmm. make Drake songs out of whatever, it's missing the soul. Yeah. Boom. So I think soul is the last element. Swiss, I'm interested in your thoughts on on this new wave of AI music that's coming out that's like fake music with artists' voices that sound like it could be real. What 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 do you think about it? You just said it's fake music with artists. <laughs> <laughs> Even production has soul too. You know, like you can you can hear hear it in certain producers. So like, I just feel like everybody, no matter what. You see that jacket you got on? Mm. You see this jacket that I have on? You're going to go back to quality. You're going to go back to authenticity. You're going to go back, right? So they could play around with the AI tools all they want. You're going to see the AI hole or you're going to see the real hole. Mm-hmm. Right. right? So so I think that it's going to, if it if it keeps going and, and becomes like a super big thing, I think that's going to put the real artists in the flesh and more demand. Oh. Yeah. Because people are going to want to, that's the reason why people are going to collect vinyl now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, vinyl's at an all-time high in sales because people want that feeling that they know was real. Right. And you can touch and feel something. So right. um, I think that the AI thing is just something that's going to... People going to play with it and do a couple of... They're going to treat it like a toy. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, I, like people going to want to know that that's, that's, that's really a song from who I'm hearing. Yeah. Uh. Like, and, and, and honestly, and, and, and listening to the Hip Hop 50 volume too, like, right off the bat, Runaway with Nas, right? Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, when, when, like, it's certain things that's a dog whistle to if you really in tune with the coach and when he talks about his two texts and then I connect that and oh well, him him talking about the text on the dresser from the beginning or even Nas saying, 
probably was a bad father to my firstborn, lover to death, but I ain't been home since my first song. Uh-huh. Like, I can't see that coming out of AI. That that comes from here. Yep. And only Nas could say, and then again, you know, like Nas since Illmatic was telling us about his daughter, Destiny. So his story is real and authentic. Like you can't Make fake that, that. You know what I'm saying? Can't yeah. fake that that essence, that spirit, that soul. Yeah. Man. Like, you know, it was what I was saying kind of last week, even about the Drake stuff. Like he has to tell you about the heartbreak, the different stories. Like, like you, you, just, you could scratch the surface. You could tell you AI could probably use the slang and 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 all of this shit, but you're not gonna get the soul. You're not gonna get the right. stories. Like you can't get a song cry from AI. You can't mm-hmm. get a dear mama. You know, black queen. Even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black. Like a computer's not gonna write that for uh-huh. you. Right. You know what I'm saying? That comes from here. It comes from a different place. I right. just don't want to be the other person that's doing it with the AI. Being another person's identity, mm, right. like I think mm. you should have some more respect in yourself, and, <laughs> and, and really be like that. You know, like don't try to skip the line and uh, like if really, really be better than Nas, really be better than Hov mm. or whoever you you're trying to do. Like don't play with it, do it for real. You might, you might, you might could be something. Yeah, right. yeah. certainly yeah. could. Yeah. We got some com- uh, some comments that are questions for you, but before we get to those, let's talk about the project. Uh, obviously, you told us about the inspiration and how it all came about, but Sonically, how did you approach it? What what was different about this than maybe something else that you've worked on in the past? Um, I wanted to give people, like I said earlier, like a little bit of a gumbo. Um, on Runaway, that's like classic Swiss with the drum and, 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 and my annoying snare. <laughs> um, that's people just, it's, it's people just, will kill. People pay a lot of money for that snare. It's just, it's just a signature. And <laughs> you feel like, damn, it's the snare again. Like, yeah. <laughs> Right? It's not the AI. <laughs> right? But um, I just wanted to, even on the Jay Electronica song, you know, I chose to put a sample in on that song where you could take time out to just float with his words and just take time to just digest what he's saying and the project. And um, on Say Less, it was just more um, of an aggressive approach, something like I would have gave X, but with, with just a little bit more bounce that, Fit their cadence and, and, but, but Dirk and Boogie. Yeah, fit their cadence and their character. And then uh, um, on City Supposed to Sound, like that's uh, Fabio and, and Batman Drill from Jersey. Like, I just wanted to hit them on a non drill beat. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so I just wanted to test them and just, you know, challenge them to do something different because maybe that's what they're going to, maybe that's what they're going to want to do later. You know, and just because one sound have you moving this way today, you should be available to do all sounds. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I challenged them on purpose uh, with that song, and, 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 and I love it. And then um, I always wanted to use the Onyx sample uh, from Throw Your Guns in the Air uh, with Jada Kiss, Benny the, Benny, Benny the Butcher, Scarlet from the Bronx. I just And I put the boom bap to represent the hip-hop 50th, so I... I, I Use the KRS One drums uh, on purpose, right? Because that's where I'm from, and when KRS One did the South Bronx, if that was my, I felt like I, I knew my last name. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I knew I was a part of in a, a part of a place that was serious when I heard that song, and it made me take hip hop serious. So that was an homage back to uh, the Bronx where I'm from, and where hip hop definitely uh, got that got that stamp at. Um, until somebody else could prove something different. I'm sure people can. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, I just went I just went and wanted to touch all different places and give people six songs that just had had different energies and different stories. 
And um, and I'm not stopping now. So I, I was about to say on the the outro of the Jay Electronica record, you was really talking that shit. <laughs> I don't think we didn't hear that. He said, "I'm back and I'm here to play." It was cute I, since I've been gone, but you're back now. No, I you know because see from see people don't understand hip hop is like it's okay to be competitive. Yeah, for That's sure. Like, yeah. It's how it started. Like this is not like social media where you you can't say things. Mm-hmm. Like hip hop is born because it's a rebellious uh, art. Sure, yeah. It's a rebellious art. Like people said how they said and, and still was cool with people. Right. But I was saying more so like everybody could beat Jordan when he's not playing. Right. Anybody could beat LeBron on the court when he's not playing. Right. But when they on the court, we're going to see who's who and what's what. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. That, like, that reminded you know. me of uh, the last dance when when Jordan was in the locker room with the baseball bat. He's like, it's easy to talk shit when you are five, but when it's zero <laughs> zero, you can talk shit. That's a real man. Yeah, that's um, what I'm saying. Well, I, I have a question though. Like sometimes you you like feel it in the air. We can see the temperature going on, and and I don't know nothing, but I get mm-hmm. this feeling. I want to know what zone you and Wayne are in because you just came off of giving us can't nobody. Yeah, and then y'all did this shit right here. Yeah. On, on this album. We still got more. And in I kind of feel like you and Wayne are up to something. We should be. <laughs> right. We should be. We we naturally up to something. You know, like me and Wayne got a lot of songs together. I support every project. I've been supporting a lot of projects that he's been doing for for years. You know, like like Wayne, I knew Wayne since we was the youngest on the Rough Rider Cash Money tour. Right. And we was a, you know, and so um we had a bond since then. And I mm-hmm. feel like um Throughout the years, it just got closer. Like, we, we're the closest now than we've ever been. Um, and for him to be so thoughtful to answer uh, that list that came out, because I, I think that's what sparked can't, mm, can't nobody. Yeah. F with Wayne. Yeah. Right. But for him to take a moment like that and then dedicate the song to DMX indirectly, I just think, like, that poetry is just masterful. And for him to be able to do that and taking all the elements of what was handed to him is masterful. And I, I would love to do a project with Wayne tomorrow. That, that, <laughs> that, that's what I'm getting at. I feel like, you know, between, um, um, you know, Where the Love Go, like, y'all got hit, like, recently, like, and really, look, I mean, I, I remember him on the Is Me Bitches remix. Like, yeah. like y'all got history, y'all got catalog, but it yeah. feels like the energy... And the chemistry and the joints y'all creating now are probably the strongest that it's ever been. So He's that's what I'm getting. He's now. special, special. Sw- Swiss Beats and, and Lil Wayne, like I'm here for it. Lil Five Joint EP, at least. I'm here at for minimum. it. I'm here for it. I, <laughs> and a lot of other things too. <laughs> they coming. I'm telling you. What? Like what? Tell us. <laughs> no, I just like I said, like this hip hop 50th uh, volume two. It just made me want to go into uncharted waters. With, with artists that people would never think that we'll be getting together and doing and, and, and lighting the fire, and then doing things like what you said, mm-hmm. you know, with, with with Wayne and 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 other artists that it, it's just curation, you know, like like I just feel like the six songs allow you to curate, mm-hmm. you know, it's not overcooking the cake. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to hear sixteen records of me. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying, like. I listen to half of what I did today and half of what I did tomorrow, but like it should be digestible yeah. because I want to challenge people now sonically, right? Like I'm at the point where I don't even like the way my music sound right now. Mm. Like, like like what people know me for is just 
my music is the only thing that's not caught up to my real life. Mm. Right? Is and, and and it's because maybe I took too many breaks, maybe, maybe, maybe a bunch of things, but like I travel, I have a vast collection of sounds in my brain and mm-hmm. from experience and other people's culture. And I feel that it's my job to like share that with everyone. So, you know, um, I could easily give Wayne or Kiss or whoever the things that y'all know what y'all gonna hear. But the challenge is to give y'all something that y'all wasn't expecting to hear and and that artist wasn't expecting to do. Now we doing something, right? Cause I didn't, you know, 500 something million records sold, you know, like. Yeah. That, that like, you gotta do something different. You know, yeah. you, you, That's you, challenge. You know, like, like seriously, like, we can't just be comfortable about what we did yesterday or how it sounds yesterday. Like, if you're not moving current in the future, just don't come outside. Mm. Right. You that, know what I'm saying? That's like, scary, man. Just because of what you accomplished, what you've already given to the game, what you solidified, and for you to sit here and tell us that you're not satisfied resting on those laurels. I mean, there, there, there are guys out there um, who have accomplished the tenth of what you accomplished and, and, and think that's it, that they reached the mountaintop. So... I say all that to say we've seen your greatness, we've experienced your greatness, and the way you're talking now, I'm a little bit afraid of where it goes from here. <laughs> you know, I just that? need the artists to be open minded so we could, because it's an equal partnership, right? Right, like so I could have this big vision, and the artist might just be comfortable sitting in that chair, right? I want, I want to work, I want to come outside, I want you to do something very uncomfortable but masterful at the same time, and keeping it true to yourself. I'm not telling you to do something that's not going to elevate what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I just want you to try it. Like, because, like, when you get to a point, if you can't do what you love and you can't try new things, then nothing really mattered. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I can't be 25 years as a producer, which is half the age of hip-hop, uh, sitting right here at this table, and I can't go outside and want to create a whole new gumbo uh, of music for people to have experiences, because this is... All experiences. Like, we got to create the, the experiences. If I can't go out there comfortably and do that, then I, I never did nothing. Mm. I understand that. I feel like as a DJ, you know, prior to the pandemic, definitely was, like, all hip-hop. Pandemic hit, I'm like, I need something else. I got into, like, funk and soul. Mm. Then I went to Ghana, and now I'm, like, stuck on Afrobeats. So, like, what is the sound that you're tapping into right now? See, the key thing that you said was you got on a plane and you went to Ghana, and now you're stuck on Afrobeats. Um, I introduced... Um, Wizkid to America. Um, I was the first person to play his song. Me and my wife was on a trip and, and we danced to his song. Um, first person to bring Burner Boy uh, to the States. Actually, he had a Rough Rider bandana on when, <laughs> when I, and, and I introduced him on the, sh- on the stage. Uh, when I was playing Fela Kuti, um, people thought I was being too African. Mm. Mm. And that's how ignorant As if that's such the a energy thing. was at that time. You understand? But I didn't let that stop me from moving what I'm moving because it is what it is. It's all educational. So we can't be scared of the educational journey of something that sounds different or feels different. So for me, traveling the world, it's, it's a whole, like, I, I, I can't wait for people to, to, to listen to Ebo Taylor. It's, mm. it's scary that you say it's education and because over there, they know all of our stuff. Yeah. But we don't know any of them. And, like, I grew up in Maryland. So when I moved here, I got introduced to, like, Afrobeat, soca, reg- reggaeton. And, like, all that was, like, a foreign language to me. Mm. So 
I think it's going to be interesting to see how it pierces through. Mm-hmm. It's going to pierce. It's piercing through, by yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. It's pe- people are more open-minded. They just need the right entry point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like the, the presentation has to be proper, and which is why I want to do what I want to do because I want to be a part of the presentation as well um, and, and just feed it slow. And then people will go off to their own journey. They, they just need some. Okay, I went to Ghana. What's this sound? Oh, man. Now you bringing that back home and you send everybody play this from, from which you came from. You the Ghana queen now. <laughs> Let's jump into some of these comments. Uh, Pursuit of Happiness says, did J. Cole help produce a Swiss album? He, um, he executive produced Poison. Mm. Yeah, he executive produced Poison. Um, one of my favorite projects. But that reminds me of a, one of my favorite social media clips of you explaining, or there's a play on words of poise on. Can you tell us about this? Uh, sometimes you need to poise on to find out your poison or something like that. I was talking out my ass. <laughs> all, all first verse, he was battle rapping. Yeah. I, I was having fun with it. Poise on. Like, even, my, poison even my son. kids asked me what the hell I was talking about. Like, Poetry. Is, poise is, 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 on. <laughs> Poetry, baby. Uh, Luke DeBoer 7 says, Swiss, can you spill anything regarding that Cardi B and Lil' Kim record you were in the studio for? Oh, man. They be paying attention. I think, mm-hmm. damn. Shout out to Luke DeBoer 7. Well, everybody was just chilling that night, honestly. I think um, everybody had different rooms, and, and they just ended up being in, in the one room which I was working in, and everybody was just saying, what's up? Um, but I think that could be a Zah. That could be a Zah. That could be a Zah. They came back with the four uh, core elements of a hip hop, uh, of hip hop in general. Crispy Jack says lyrics, authenticity slash realness, struggle, and culture. I can vibe with that. I don't yeah. like struggle though. Yeah. No, nah, it's a part of it though. Mm. For everybody. I mean. Ray Shroom or First Island don't got any struggle in it. And I yeah, love that. Yeah, but they had struggle. No, no. I know yeah, they, they had struggle. I'm saying yeah, the were. music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's okay. Kid and Play didn't have any struggle in their music either. Like I, you know, I think that's hip hop. But they over Kid and Play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so is Ray Shrubber. No, that's what I'm saying. So I don't think struggle should be a main element. Oh, okay. I think that's just a All part right. of the story. I just think that's an element we ain't even signed up for. It just happened to be there. <laughs> <laughs> an unwritten rule. Yeah. Anique Creation says yes. Poetry, fashion, lyrics. Quality production, the right energy and vibe. That was like seven, but I'm down with all it. of them too. We yeah. 50 years old. We yeah. got to grow with. We started with four right. elements. I think we need way more, more elements now. We 50 years old. Right. Uh, B Dubs 44M says breaking two, foundation for the golden era, but core elements storytelling. Ice T told stories as an entertainer for the gangs. Six in the morning. Yeah. Good yeah. vibes day says my four is the soul, the reflection, the heart, and the rhythm. The soul is music and the artist. Reflection is fashion and the arts, the media. The heart is the people that hold up the culture. The rhythm is the product. When people hear hip-hop, it's the rhythm. They doing good. Studies. This yeah, is yeah, good. I like that. Oh, shout out to you. I don't know how long it's going to be. This is different from any other day. show, podcast out there. You're not yeah. getting the gossip. You're not getting the tea. We're doing the real education, right. and real cultural discussions. I, like I love it. That was like a syllabus, like the first yeah. page of a, man. a, of a <laughs> class. Step your podcast up, everybody. Man. Yeah. Stop, stop the gossip and the tea, man. We got to get to what's important. Anique Creation says, no AI for me. I prefer my own natural intelligence. Mm, no like artificial that. intelligence. Just going straight natural intelligence. <clears throat> I like that. I think we're all on board as well.
All right, uh, let's talk about some producers for a second. Uh, Metro Boomin uh, performed at Coachella. I saw him post that it was it was estimated that it was eighty thousand people watching him at that performance. Uh, Swiss, did you see it? Did you yeah, I did. It? I did. What do you think of producers getting to sit on that stage and show their, uh, showcase their art for that many people in the? Flag? I think it's phenomenal um, to be a to be the person that inspired those records created those records to be able to share the stage with those artists that helped bring those records to life. I think it's a win for everybody. Um, I really love what Metro's doing. Real humble person, good friend of mine, speak on it daily. Um, he just got it. Like he just stay out the way and he just, he's just working. And he's, he's very inquisitive. You know, he, he want to know, he want to know how to do things better. Like, I just love when people just they just gifted and 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 they comfortable in that gift. Like Metro Boomin is comfortable in his gift and that's why he's so successful and um everybody's getting behind him and supporting him. Like that's how I remember being at that energy with the Rough Riders behind me, you know, like so to have all those artists behind you is just going to keep building him as a bigger giant. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's a fact. Yeah. I would say like I even remember if we talking about like Coachella performance. I remember when I saw Metro at the first Astroworld Festival and this was I think before he had either of these two albums out, right? So to even see how he went from doing a quote unquote small set back then with no artists coming out with him, he was really kind of just doing his DJ thing to seeing now where he's at this point where he's putting on these massive shows with, at Coachella with 80,000 people watching him and thinking about, you know, how many millions of people are watching from around the world on the live stream. Mm -hmm. And then being able to have the power to, you know, with power and relationships with these artists to bring all these people out on back-to-back -back weekends okay. at Coachella is a beautiful thing to see. Just kind of even looking from, like, the very beginning when he was doing work with 21 Savage to so then that first Astro War performance where he was, I don't think he really brought nobody out for that. And then to now, it's just like when you were able to witness and see that elevation and see how you know, kind of like what Swiss said, how he's kind of built this legacy and these relationships with these artists and how these artists, it's kind of hand in hand. Like, they're helping him get bigger. He's helping them get bigger on the production side. And I think that is just beautiful. And he's, mm -hmm. like you said, he's comfortable in his own, um, in his own gift. And I think that's what makes him able to be able to have his own Coachella set and not have anybody question it. Yeah. And one of the best Coachella sets. Right. That's a fact. Like, not just a Coachella set, that thing was going up. Yeah. Back. You know, the, the lighting, the, the yeah. like, like the whole the thing. set, yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm with the producers. Let's go. Right. Yeah. And I honestly want to see more stuff like that. You know, like I think when producers are able to get these chances to do these type of sets and they're able to bring these type of artists out, I think it's not only just special for them, like from a fan perspective, it's like, wow, like I don't know what to expect from this set. And I think that's kind of like the, that's one of the, the best parts about it, especially if you feel connected as a, if you are a producer yourself and, and you watching them and you feel connected to, to Metro and you're just sitting there, you're like, man, I don't know who Metro is going to bring out. But, and then by the end of the set, you might, you don't know who's, who he's inspiring in that crowd after that right. set. Like I can go be on Coachella one day as a producer. Cause not all producers, mm -hmm. you know, enter that realm of thinking with like, you know, I'm sure they see Metro. They're like, damn, I wish I could do that. But Metro is showing them that they could actually do that. Mm. Shout out to Metro. Shout out Metro, man. All right, while we're on the topic of producers, let's talk about Timbo for a second, partner mm -hmm. in crime. Mm -hmm. uh, he said that one of his most famous records came because of an accident. We're talking about Aaliyah's Try Again. Uh, here's what That's he said. a hell of an accident. Yeah, he said, uh, <laughs> I was playing with this keyboard and it was a mistake, and my engineer, Jimmy Douglas, caught it. I said, Jimmy, did you catch that little rhythm? And he said, yeah, I sure did. 
So after he caught it and played it back, I put the beat on it. I said, ooh, chop it right there. And he chopped it right there. And that is now the try again that we all know. Uh, Swiss, I'm wondering, have you ever had any serendipitous mistakes? I mean, maybe banned from TV is one of them. I was just about to them. say that. We, we that was a hell of a mistake. Yeah. The beat didn't drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there uh, another record maybe out there that maybe didn't, or, or was maybe something that you were like, eh, I'm not sure about that wound up being one of them ones? A lot of them, you know, I, but I don't think that um, anything with creativity is a mistake, mm. right? Like, it's, it's no it's no wrong way to do creativity. It's just your expression and, you know, something might have happened that you didn't expect. But I don't, as we can see with that song that you mentioned, that wasn't a mistake. Yeah. That, that was meant to be here. It's destiny. You, you know, Band from TV was meant to be here. Um, and so many other songs that people might have thought they was mistakes at that particular time. Uh, the universe is the best of planners. Mm -hmm. Amen. We spoke about Metro. We spoke about Timbo. I want to just pose a question to the chat. Uh, who are some of the best producers in the game? What producers are y'all loving right now? And while you guys come up with your answers, Swiss, I want to talk about the Hip Hop 50 celebration at the Grammys. Oh, yeah. Uh, we was all watching. Uh, you tell us from your perspective what it was like. <laughs> um, for me, it was a, a magical moment. Um, I really um, want to commend the Grammys for putting that together because... Let's not just talk about the Grammys when they're not doing the right thing, right. which happens a lot. <laughs> but let's give them some love when they do the right thing, um, which happened on the Hip Hop 50th. Mm. And I remember getting the call, and the call was to be on another person I produced set. And I was excited about it, but then I was like, wait a minute, let me see the list again. And I didn't see the, my family on the list. Mm. And I was just like, guys, um, I know what I did alone as a producer. And if you just add X... You know, what he's done, we're not talking about the locks or Eve or drag or the, the, the groundbreaking tours and everything that we, we've done. You know, I think we need, we, we, we need to do this. Mm. And although my family had a bad um, rap because, we was, they, you know, the street life was for real at that particular time. So a lot of people chose not to deal with the rough rides because it came with 200 people. Right, right. Right? And and so, I, I, you know, at that time, okay, I hear you. But now, after the work was put in and, and the hundreds of millions of records sold, I still think that um, the artists and, and Rough Riders should be in them conversations and right. because we changed the game. Like, we changed the sound. Like, people was, was doing different things when we came out. You know what I'm saying? The music, everybody was sampling. We came through, made everybody want to get bikes, made everybody want to have dogs. Everybody want to wear our jackets, all type of things, you know, and it's a family business. Um, still is today, still family owned. So when I was on that stage, I had to hold the Rough Rider flag up because that represented everybody that couldn't be on that stage. But then also seeing the locks do We Gonna Make It, which mm. is an iconic classic for the first time ever on that Grammy stage. I don't even think they even did any of their own songs on that Grammy stage unless... They was on a feature of somebody that I guess was accepted. So for me, I had to fight for that moment uh, for the locks and the art to get the representation, even if it was for 60 seconds. I didn't care. Yeah. Right. So it was my it, it, it was monumental for me. Yeah. Rob, what'd you think? Was Thank you? you. I thought I thought it was amazing. I thought, you know, look, man, I think hip hop 50th, I, I tweeted this um the other day too. There's a lot of lists coming out, right? The list kind of got weighing. A little rattled and, and and we got can't nobody we got great art because of it there's a lot of lists right 
in media, we do this every year. Um, and it's starting to get divisive. It, but look, in hip-hop I don't 50, mean to cut you off. Yeah. Was J.D. Kiss on that list? I don't remember. I, I barely paid attention. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I absolutely hope so. I think J.D. Kiss was on that list. didn't make the list, the top 50. Like, but look, look but you've seen what he did in Versus. I, absolutely. That, that made the le- list. Legendary performance. <laughs> that that <laughs> is favorite the list. Ever. <laughs> but, <laughs> made the list. But here's what I'm saying is we make these lists. We've seen Melly Mel talk about it. We see, we see Jim Jones questioning Pusha T's place on the list. It's all this divisiveness. But Hip Hop 50, I don't want to see any more lists. I want to see us bringing generations together. I'm here together. to tell you, you're going to see a few more lists. <laughs> I, I, I've seen a couple of lists I, I, today. I know. Oh. No, because after I tweeted that, a couple of people hit me. Yo, we working on the list. Yeah, exactly. on the list. Oh. But, but back to the Grammys, what made me happy about the Grammys, because I think the 50th year isn't about divisiveness, and it's about can we bring generations together. Yeah. So to be able to see um, Scarface do mind playing tricks on me and and um, Glorilla coming out at the end, like like to see Uzi on that stage, to see, like, because I just want to rock one of the biggest records right now. Yeah. Planet Rock is in the DNA of that song, whether whether directly or indirectly. I can't say that Uzi maybe never heard Planet Rock. I don't mm. know if they purposely planned it, but that record is as hip-hop as hip-hop gets. Yeah. And I think we need more moments that bring our different generations together and show what we have in common rather than pit us against each other and have Melly Mel do an hour-long interview telling... Us, why he, you know, he doesn't like, like, respect to Melly Mel. Yeah, Melly, Melly, Melly from my hood. I used to see him on skates lifting weights. <laughs> Melly don't like nobody. Same like, time, lifting weights at the same on. time in St. Mary's Project. That's intense. Crazy. That's Bronx, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bronx all day. But, I see. And, and look, <laughs> Melly, Melly Mel's earned that right being the, the pioneer. I, I just don't want to see, I, I, I just don't need that conversation. Not in year 50. I, I want to say, well, there's a few things I actually want to say. Watching the Grammys performance was, like, it gave me goosebumps. It really gave me goosebumps just the way it covered all the coasts, all the areas, all the regions. But to the conversation about Coachella and um, Metro Boomin doing that, what I think is really dope about it is the fact that it's kind of like what DJ Drama's doing, even what, like, DJ Khaled does, because Drama brought out you know, Jeezy and Wayne and all of them at the Dreamville Festival the year before. But to me, what's cool about it is that it's community. And what you're yeah. saying is, like, it just needs to be unity. So mm. I just like seeing hip-hop unity. It reminds me of, like, early on in hip-hop, you had the Native songs and it was a group and everybody was solo, but everybody's still working together. So I think that's what collectively we need to get back to. So yeah. I think Metro Boomin is doing that. Like, the producers and the DJs are doing that right now. So mm. that's, that's, like, my flowers to them. All right. Yeah, Amen. I agree with that. Let's jump into some of these comments. Uh, often, Space said, it might be easier to be a producer than a rapper these days. Less mm-hmm. competition and less beef. Anik Creation says, so will we ever get another Rough Riders compilation? Swiss? We should. Mm. We should. We should. Mm. <laughs> All right. Mm. Uh, people chimed in on their what their opinion is on the best producers in the game. Uh, Grandma's Choice says, yay, Just Blaze, Dilla, Justice League. Rune mm. Prince says Corday. Often Space says DJ Drama still killing it. Pharrell still killing it. Oh, yeah. King of the World says 40. Valenzin says Pierre Bourne. Zach Stranot says JPEG Mafia. High Poet says probably Red Hook Noodles. Apollo 708 says Hip Boy. Mm. Uh, Pursuit mm. of Happiness says No Idea, Yay, and T Minus. Uh, Anik Creation says Ninth Wonder. Conductor Williams. Mike and Keys are in heavy rotation. Luke DeBoss, damn, people got a lot of opinions. <laughs> uh, 
Luke DeBoss 7 says, Metro Boom, a hit boy, a hit kid in Swiss, of course. Jake Cap 110 says, Binks and the Binks on the rise, just wait. Yeah, I don't know how to, is it Binks? Is that how you pronounce it? Who made the new... Uh, oh, Benny X. Benny X. He yeah, made yeah. the Drake Search Yeah, the and Drake Rescue. Search and Rescue. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked it up. It's Benny X. Benny X. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, and my damn governor says ninth and hip boy. Can I say something while you drink water? Because you just said Yeah, but let me get water. <laughs> I was going to say, I see somebody mention Jay Dilla. And I just watched his documentary on his mm. life. And I knew about Jay Dilla, but I didn't really realize his catalog like that. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Man, shout out to Jay Dilla. If you guys shout haven't watched Jay that Dilla documentary... Where can people check it out? It's on Hulu and it's on something else. It might be on Amazon. I got to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said a comment, though, and... um that producers have less beef. Yeah. Can we pull Swiss, that, is that comment? True? Can we pull that comment back up? Is there less? <laughs> is there less friction between? I feel like Swizz is trying to reignite it the way he ended the Jay Electronica <laughs> record. Why you say that? Because <laughs> if Jordan's on the court, you're Jordan. Yeah, but that wasn't talking yeah. to no producers. That was just just speaking in general. Yeah, oh, okay, we, we got okay. the comment back. Often Space said it. It might be easier to be a producer than a rapper these days. Less competition, less beef. It's definitely not less competition. Nah, there's not less competition. Yeah. It's definitely not. I, I feel like I feel not like when y'all get in y'all zone, I feel like y'all get competitive, that's even if true. it's in a friendly yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's not true. You're supposed to feel like that. Yeah. Supposed to feel You're that supposed competitive. Supposed to feel like that. It just, it just creates the, the energy that's needed. Right. You know, like, it's just like, you know, going out there on that football field and you you in that locker room, y'all, y'all doing y'all chant, you screaming, however you're doing to go out there to win the game. Yeah. So you got to psych yourself up. So... If I'm looking at another producer to psych myself up to go out there and get it. Like, I remember when the Benjamins came out, I stood in the studio until I could play, until I made a beat that I could play after the Benjamins. Right. Mm. And I probably went through 50 beats to get to something I was comfortable with. That's fine. Keeps you sharp. Right? Like, you got to, like, if something moves you, you got to, like, you got to figure it out. What what came out of that that session? Was there a specific beat that we know that, was it like your response to the Benjamins? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just was in psycho mode. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it probably had to even like motivate you more because your family was on that record. Mm-hmm. So your guys was on that record. So you you hear them tearing it up. It was more about the beat for me. Yeah, okay. I just I just never heard a beat at that time that put me in a trance. I'm like, yo, why? Like, how did he figure it out? You know, like, the record yeah. Wishy Producer? That's yeah. one of them. Yeah. I, I, think, <laughs> yes. I think Benjamin's, to me, is, is one of the top five greatest hip-hop beats of all time. Wow. Like, it's it's up there. Five. I'm not going to lie. It's up there. I'm bad with the top. This right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, my bad. I, I just said no more lips. No more lips. No more lips. Let's put together a top five. Edit that out. We got to cut that out. That's just my personal We all have personal favorites. Too bad. Whatever. That ain't happening. AI. Use the AI. That was AI Rob. Well, we'd be remiss to not talk about verses while you're here. But before that, let me just pose a question to the audience. What would be the ultimate versus battle, mm-hmm. in your opinion? That question is for the chat. Uh, but Swiss, what's the ultimate status? Ultimate versus battle. God what, damn. What is, the, <laughs> what is the status of versus right now? I mean, we, we haven't seen it in a minute. Where are y'all at with it? What's going on? We're in a great space with it. Chill um, acting right because, you know what I mean? It, it, listen, versus, <laughs> me and Tim run versus. It don't, it don't matter who's acting this way or that way. You know, we're the masters of our creation. And um and we're here to protect what we started by any means necessary, and um, but we also needed this break, you know, because verses started in the pandemic, where I was in my garage, Tim was in in his basement studio, 
And um, and this thing turned up fast. And we just went and just ran and just kept going and um, didn't really take a time to sit back and understand what we built was so mega, mm-hmm. you know, to until we started seeing how it was really changing artists' lives. Like, yo, this is not just, like, people going back and forth no more. Earth, Wind & Fire streams just went up 700%. Right. This person right here just sold out a tour. This artist right here just got a whole new deal. You haven't seen, you, you've seen Ashanti every day since Versus. <laughs> you've seen Jai every day thank, since Versus. Like, God for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it just, like, it just helped. It, was, it just, it's a tool that's so powerful that actually the artists really benefit from it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I can't say that I was thinking all the way about that in the beginning. I was just thinking about, like, how can we have fun and put catalogs together and, and let people be the judge. Right. Um, but we're, we're 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 coming back strong. We, we're coming back more organized um, because we want we want the respect that all of the other platforms get. That's putting on shows and doing different things. Um, the artists could do some can use some work, but we could use some work in management as well. So we just uh, been taking the time out to properly build a calendar so you can understand and be prepared what's coming. Um, a run of show like just like running like BT like 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 a, a major network mm-hmm. um, that's moving because we're not in the basement anymore. And um, we, we're about to go into our third quarter and we're going to come out strong and, and, and we're going to have some fun. I can't it. wait. Yeah, yeah, you can't wait. You spoke about uh, kind of the post versus <laughs> incline that we've seen in a bunch of people's careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one that I think was incredible was specifically Jadakiss yes. uh, and the moment that... <laughs> he then had immediately after. Um, but watching back when you think about all of the versus battles, what moment to you comes to mind as oh, maybe your favorite? My favorite is um when they thought it was when they thought we was over a long time ago with Babyface and Teddy Riley. Mm-hmm. Like like, you know, that versus right there, you can imagine like we're just getting things going. And I remember when when it went wrong. Um, I could laugh about it now, but it wasn't a joke at that time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I just remember getting the text of people saying like, oh, it was good while it was last, so you guys did great. Boom, they just canceled us out like so quick. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I don't know who y'all dealing with. Yeah. Like this is, I get fueled off of people um, doubting the energy mm. and, 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 and the love that we have for this. Yeah. Now, I have for this for sure. And so I just was like, nah, we we, we doing this over. But, but, but that was that was part of the fun, too, in the early days because it was an event. We, it was the height of the pandemic. We were locked down. We didn't know what COVID was going to become. Most of us were really just staying at home. And Versus gave us a reason to get dressed. Or, you know, I know me, me, me and my wife had, a, like, date nights. Like in the house, like watching versus saying. y'all. I'm gonna pour you a drink. Me and my dad are betting. Like, yeah. nah, they're gonna crush it. He's like, man, you don't know music. Um, they're gonna watching versus on on the laptop or the iPad, right. and, but still being in the group chat, but also <laughs> being in the <laughs> in the comment section. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it was a real congregation. Got the HD version there. Yeah, and that was a digital event. Version I was gonna there. say, I remember being on Discord with like ten people in like our group chat, all watching um the Jeezy and Gucci versus. Right. Oh, man, like, that one was scary. I had to turn my phone screen. off on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. we had like the Jeezy, we had the verses on one screen and then the big group ch- video group chat on the other screen. And then also like Raza, then we had we was on our phone in the comments too. 
Was, so I think I, I like how it created a moment and kind of brought people together. And I think that was like, you know, the most important part of it too. Have you spoke to Jay? Is, which Jay? Is Jay-Z gonna do one? Oh, I can't tell you that right now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> if, if he was gonna do one, who would you like yeah. to see him go against? Well, that's what I was gonna ask him. <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I, I can't. I, I can't talk about this. One. I, I, I mm. So yeah. this is in the works. I, mean, I just want to like when it gets to these point, I gotta be quiet. I, yeah. I mean, All right. Like I've mastered the verses. Yeah. We don't. We don't want to ruin versus media training. I mastered the. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mastered, fine. Like, fine. When in doubt, be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Listen, I'm not in doubt though, but be quiet. Listen, listen. <laughs> That's amazing. The locks one was my favorite one though. Like Man. that, like yeah. that was. Yo, I watched the locks at least. <laughs> I watched that at this last point. week. Yeah, <laughs> I watched it probably like every other week at this point. Like, like really, like I need if I have a bad day and I just need something to kind of just pick me up. Like it's so inspiring. It's so dope. The energy, the moments, the the. But did you really watch it? Yeah. Like no, because I'm, the reason why I'm saying that. Every time I watch it, I see something crazy something you didn't see. that I didn't like. That was a real crazy versus, bro. Right? No. Like they was going crazy. What's, yeah. the, I'm like, What's the latest thing that you saw in the most recent watch that you didn't catch prior? Sheik Luke was talking so disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there like, why is Sheik talking? Like I didn't pay attention to that Cam, before. Them knocking Joel's bandana off, Cam on the lawn it chair, and, and kicking them no, like they was, it was all spicy. talking crazy yeah. to each other. Yeah. Like, everybody, Freaky Zeke was talking yeah. wreck. I'm like, when did he say this? <laughs> yeah. But they really, they really, they really got love for each other. Of course, you know. So that's I love it when you can yeah. put on a good show. And still be be homies for real, for real. I I I loved when when because it was like a chess match, and it really felt like they were live in real time. Like I when, know what I seen when Cam drops New York. You know what I'm saying with him and Jay. Welcome to New York City. And then kisses. Well, I got one of those too. Mm. And drops a hundred guns, a hundred like like it felt like because I know a lot of artists just come with a with a set list and kind of follow the script, and that's cool and that works for some people. But it really felt like. The shit was living and breathing, and 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 they was changing the script on the fly. It felt like a chess match. Yeah. One thing that I, I know you probably didn't notice, which I just noticed, was in the beginning of the verses, about until the song dropped, the first song dropped, Kiss was standing still, not mm -hmm. saying nothing. He was just like this. Mm -hmm. Really? Like, he was so in his head. Yeah. I was like... Why is he looking like this? <laughs> yeah. He did not budge. He did not blink. He he came there to sink a ship. Yeah. <laughs> like he thought everything out perfectly. And when he was ready, delivered. That, that, the ship that's got when the sank. show that's when the, No, that's <laughs> yeah. when the show started. Yeah. Because yeah. you look at it, it started with he was like, all right, what well, he said, he said, Cam, you live in Miami. Like, Let's go. <laughs> Whatever he said. But the man ain't talked the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, and the rest of them was carrying everybody, you know, on the in the whole, background. Everybody, yeah. He didn't say nothing. Yeah, that's crazy. It was war ready. He was playing that yeah. moment. Yeah, it was war ready. That was incredible. That's that, 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 that is honestly, and, and not just because you're here, I say this without you being here. I, I think to me it's my favorite verses, but that that was just one of the, and again, not a list, but that was one of the most greatest moments in hip-hop history. I don't know if it's 100, if it's 200, whatever, but like when you just think about just moments. great moments in hip hop that you will always remember. I I, th I think that's that's one of them. Word. It's it's for me. 
even if we never did another versus, I, I've I've had fun. Yeah. 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 Not that we're not that that's the case. Right. But like the amount of excitement, the amount of people we was able to showcase in in in, in a, a undivided attention way. Mm -hmm. You know, the artists that um that came before our time that got to step on that stage and music wasn't about how old you was or how young you was. It was just about how many hits you had and 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 how you wanted to celebrate it. So I definitely um I'm cool whether we have another mm -hmm. versus or not. Me personally, but the people want more, so uh, we got the bags packed. Right. Yeah, want more. <laughs> right. All right, let's jump into the comments on what people felt would be the ultimate versus battle. I'm interested to see you guys react and what y'all think. Uh, King of the World says J Cole versus Kendrick. Yes. Hold on. I Damn, wow. like, you had that ready. Yeah. What, what's the other one that you have written? I got, I got a I got. I, well, first of all, Kendrick Cole, to me, I, I would love to see Versus get younger. Like, I think the stigma is that it is for more seasoned and veteran artists. But, that was for a reason. Yeah. That was for a reason because I feel if we would have started where you where you want to see it, yeah. we wouldn't have been able to go backwards. But I think now is a good time. Oh, it's happening. To, okay. It's oh, happening. Man. I'm excited. Oh, it's happening. I'm excited. Re real quick, my, my, my list, and then we'll get back. Um, I want to see Mary J. Blige and Mariah Carey. Mm. Okay. Who wins? Oof. That comes up a lot. I don't yeah, know. It I, does. Want, I want to see. And, and, and particularly you, if they do their remixes. Did you put your list together for that before you said that? What do you mean? Like, did you put the songs together? Yeah, yeah. I listen to, I listen to Mary all the time. I listen to Mariah. So you know you're, you're, you're 20 for each that you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And, and, they got, and they got missiles. Um... This is sus right now. Nah, he's no, telling us something without telling us. No, stuff. I'm just listening. Um, All right, Jay and Nas. <laughs> okay. Um, just just for the 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 moment of us seeing, not even for the they did they battle already, is done. But I just think them on stage going song for song you back like that to one? back would be a special, special, right. special, That's special moment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Swiss um, is talking without talking. No, I ain't saying shit. Yeah, just and, listening. And, 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 like and that one, one. That, that a lot of people have been talking about I want to see happen, um, Diddy and, and Jermaine. And JD? Yeah. That's a good one. Let's get it on. That's a good one. That's a strong three. I'm with all of them. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah like let's that. do it. Swiss is down all. for all three. I'm with all of them. All right, let's see if you're down for some of these other ones. Popcorn versus Movado. Oh. I like that. That's a fire one. Uh, Luke DeBoer 7 says, Swizz, I'm not going to ask who all specifically you got lined up, but I will ask, is one of the battles between two female rappers? Yes. Mm. Oh, wow. You got, I, 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 I thought Swizz was going to stay quiet. He was yeah. like, but <laughs> I like that. that. that, 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 that I like one. that. I like Gave that. Gave us some. Yeah, it, that one is rumored, I think... Uh, I don't know no, the names. Lil Kim. And, <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know the names. I don't Lil know Kim and somebody. <laughs> I've seen that. Are you serious? Yeah, I've seen it. Lil' Kim is somebody, but we'll move on. Uh, Crispy Jack said... <laughs> Yo! Crispy Jack said, I'd love to I see love Rob it. on the verses. Who? Me, like me and Speedy doing <laughs> interviews, like <laughs> verses. <laughs> interviews. I think he's talking about Rob rapping. Yeah, I think versus. so. Yeah, yeah we got, I know. would love that. I would love that. I gotta see who I... In terms of between rapping? Rob. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, rap. Yeah, yeah. At all. Yeah. We, we heard oh, the God did. Yeah, that's my record. I just rap along. Was it the AI? No. <laughs> uh, DJ Mazzetti says, uh, Dungeon Family and Wu-Tang. Mm. Right? That's tough. Anique Creations is back, and they say, I remember the precursor to Versus 
when Swiss battled just live on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. that's a fact. I feel well, like we all remember even that. the precursor, yeah. precursor on the Summer Jam stage. Yeah, still, like, I, that was the first two thousand five with yeah. Yay. With Yay, so yeah. versus, versus has a long oh, history. Like, yeah. It just ain't yeah. pop up out of nowhere. Go back and watch that. Yeah, on a, on the on Summer Jam stage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Mega Wasteoid says Eminem and DMX. Mm, rest in peace to the yeah, dog, man. Ooh, I like uh, icons. My damn governor says Stevie Wonder by the Eras or '80s versus '90s. All right, uh, Crispy Jack says Nas versus J Cole. Hmm? No Lamb Jam says Drake versus Ye. Ooh. That would be a good one. I'll like I to see Drake versus that. Wayne. Nah, Drake I, versus Wayne. Kind of like the tour. Remember that? how they had the Drake yeah, versus Lil yeah. Wayne tour? I like to see that on a versus. Okay. Yeah. You was about to say no. Drake, Drake and Ye performed together for the Larry Hoover thing. But it wasn't that was streamed on Amazon. Everybody thought it was it was maybe gonna end up, but it, it wasn't a verse. They just performed two different sets. I'm not mad at the Nas and in a J Cole one either, because they from the same tree. Yeah. I will watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna still I would definitely, definitely, definitely tune in for that. Notice that Swiss didn't say it, he was down it, with it that one. He just I guess said it quiet. won't hit the same because it's uh, different eras, but yeah. I think it would probably get a big audience because you're attacking the same tribe of people in different years. Yeah. All right. If that yeah. makes Two sense. generations. I, I will watch it. I, 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 I wouldn't not to. I would absolutely Have y'all watch. noticed how silent Swiss yeah, 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 in the last... Yeah, that's it. I'm just listening. I know. We got to change the topic, man. He, he, he don't want to no. talk. All right. This, this, this is market research. No, I'm just listening. <laughs> this is interesting. Yeah, this is um, a case study in the flesh. All right. Skittlefarts91 says, I want to see Neo versus The Weeknd or Bobby V with rap. I would like to see Swiss Beats and J. Cole. Tough. Huh? Swiss Beats and J. Cole. I don't know. Production? Uh, maybe oh. rapping. I mean, but Swizz raps too. Like that's a, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Often space said, "I'm from New York." So Fifty and G Unit versus Cameron and Dipset. Rob, what was the face about? Nah, it'd be a, it'd be a good one. I, I, I... To New York. <laughs> I'm not. See, you got a thing against New York, man. We're gonna we're gonna. Yeah, we... I I I think um. That'd be a good one. G Unit G Unit is, is tough to beat. Yeah, and and, and I think Dipset. With all due respect, um, what the locks won was the togetherness, the in sync, the yeah. battle plan. I I would like to see Dipset more organized before they jump on that that versus stage. But that's just me. Yeah, I know that they a blog said that Dipset asked for a rematch. Did they really ask for a rematch? Mm-hmm. They yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Are are <laughs> rematch requests getting honored? Um, a few of them. A few. Oh, of them. Ooh, I like that. Okay. <laughs> So we, we, could, we could expect to see some people spin yeah, it because, up. Because like a lot of people didn't really get to, to feel the action how it is now. Sure. Mm-hmm. Live in person. Sean Garrett was here last week. He said he, he, he'd like to have a rematch because he was in the, in the online internet era. Right. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I was holding the phone for hours. He showed his whole ass. <laughs> and I love him. That's my brother. Shout out to Sean. Yeah, yeah, I would like to see like, because you were talking about, you know, some younger ones happening now. Um, I would like to see like an Uzi versus Cardi, Playboy Cardi. <clears throat> I feel like that would be a crazy okay. one. That'd, that'd be fun. That'd be an interesting one. That'd be All fun. right. Uh, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Market research. Market research, indeed. All right. Anik Creation says, I went to the Bone Thugs and 3-6 Mafia versus in LA. Such a dope experience. Man. That was called hip hop that night. Boy, oh boy. No, they was calling me. I remember they was calling me. And it was like, um, I think the stage is getting commotion. 
I said it's hip hop. Let it fly. You you, you know what I, <laughs> I I love about you, Swiss, when you're in those comments too. Like, if it, obviously you're a co-creator, like you, you got a lot on the line, like for these things to go well. But it feels like you're a fan, just like us. It feels like, you know, you get disappointed at certain things. Like 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 you don't hold back or or aren't too cool. And and I remember when emotions got high during that, like you expressed yourself and stuff like that. And, and it felt dope because it was like, oh, he's in here with us. Like, he feels the way we feel or, or, or you know. So I, that's dope. Yeah, and, I do. And to the point of you're saying it's hip-hop, just let it fly. I think, like, you know, the Source Awards and a lot of the moments that came from that. <laughs> you just compared it to the Source Awards. That's hard. <laughs> no, really, though. Like, the moments that <laughs> yeah, came yeah. from that, like the East Coast, West Coast, like that competition energy is now being recreated with the verses. Mm-hmm. So that that's, that's you dope. Know, and the cool part about we've been shooting a documentary the whole time. Oh, really? Wow. Wow. Yeah, uh, with Lena Wave, and um, it's called Gifted in Black. Mm. And when y'all see this, y'all gonna understand. It, it's gonna, it's gonna, ch- y'all gonna go back and look at everything again. Wow, that's and, dope. And because, like, say this is the versus stage, but what was happening over there and over there, that's on camera that you didn't see, and, and mm. you know, like when you see somebody just sitting there and, and just not doing it or. Just like, yo, you I'm like, why is this person not starting on what? Where is this person at? Or like, there's answers to all of those things. Like the Erica about doing Jill Scott one? Every one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> all right. There's answers, to, there's answers to all of your questions. You know, I think 60% you're going to lose it. Like, why? Like, I I never, I got to, I got to, I got to apologize to that person. Mm. Wow. There's stories behind what was going on. When could we expect something like that? You know, it started off as a, as a doc, but now it's like, it has to be a series. It's too many. Mm. It's just like. Too many moments. It's too many moments. Like, we tried to stop it like 10 times. <laughs> you know, and it's like, this got to go. This It's just. So now we're just going to just keep it as uh, as a series um, for Amazon. Okay. Amazon. Yeah. Home team. Yeah. I, I was, yeah. was going to put that. I was, I was going to say, like, if you don't got a home for it, Amazon, what's up? Yeah. But, yeah. Home team. Get ready locked in. Let's go. We locked in, baby. It makes oh. sense. All right, our last uh, segment before we get out of here is called My Rotation. Yeah. Essentially, it's when each of us say who is in our rotation. Yeah, whether wrote it's... down your rotation? I don't got no cards. No, you don't need one. We, <laughs> you come off the top. Yeah, whether, no, with them. whether it's a song, an artist, or uh, a project that's in your rotation. Uh, we always like to end with Gabe, so Natalie is looking for hers. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I'm ready. I go first if you want. Go ahead, I'll yeah. follow up. Uh, my rotation pick for this weekend, and I'm not even certain how to pronounce the name of the song, but I think it's called Mission Suicida. It's by this young mm. woman named B.B. Tricks. She's kind of giving uh, European slash Spain ice spice. Oh, her. I love her. Yes. I don't know what she's saying, but the sound is cool. And on this song, uh, specifically, uh, they sampled the Law & Order theme song. Yes. So it's like another fun. There's a lot of. That was crazy. It's like a fun. That was hilarious. Drill record that's kind of Ice Spice, but in Spanish. There's a ton of Law & Order samples out there. Are there? That was the first time I heard one. The biggest one is probably La Tyler. Yeah, La Tyler. He sampled one too. Okay. Yeah, La Tyler, um, OMBJD out of New York. Did one on Macho. Okay. A, sample, so. a couple out there. Okay. Natalie, you seem ready. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with, I know I did they last week, but a lot of people tweeted me and was like, this project is so tough. They, they tapped in. So I'm glad you guys tapped in. I'm going to put you on to another gym that they're featured on. It's by an artist named Lido, and it's called Not Enough. Now, what's dope about this record, though, is that it's a New Jack Swing record. And people aren't making New mm. Jack Swing anymore, so it has like that Teddy Riley feel. So definitely tap in Not Enough by Lido featuring they. Mm. Okay. All right, Rob, what you got? Um, I, yeah, I got to shout out Lloyd Banks. Um, just Banks. put out, yeah, of course, of the Inevitable Three. Um, you know, uh, just the growth of, you know, we were talking about G Unit earlier, larger than life. Like, they were like the Beatles of rap, definitely, in their height. And um, just to see how Banks grown um, as a father, as a man, his perspective on this record. So, you know, it features Method Man, um, Dave East, Vado, 38 Special, Yayo's on it. And um, my man Cole Mega is on it too. Like, Where? just just if you like some grown perspective in hip hop. So this week I'm going with Lloyd Banks, course of the inevitable three. Okay, Swiss, what you got? What's in your rotation? I'm gonna go. Since I spoke about it earlier, I'm gonna go Ebo Taylor. Mm-hmm. Song is called Love and Death. Love and Death. Yes. Okay, what type of vibe is it? It's an international za. An international za. <laughs> yeah, you say za for everything. The drip is on. Like the, the sound is on. <laughs> Okay, Gabe. It's showtime. Um, this so is this is Gabe's se- first context. This is Gabe's segment. Like oh, he thrives yeah, yeah, yeah. in this element. I love right this. Now. I love this. So this week, um, he actually was just on my show today. Um, Shorty, Shorty, out of Baltimore. Baltimore. Um, you know what I'm saying? He does he does a lot of work with West Coast artists. Um, he's worked with Mozzie. He got Oti Greedo on his new project, and his new project actually drops this Friday. Uh, a Life for Two. The song I'm picking this week is How High off that project. And my favorite thing about getting to meet some of these artists, especially at these points in their lives, is watching them grow. And Shorty, Shorty, you know the music that he makes um, compared to this project is very different. This project is very much kind of like a, a grown man, a grown version of Shorty, Shorty. And I love watching artists grow into. Uh, these types of spaces in their lives, especially when they made trap music or, you know, their music in the past has been more gritty street. And uh, today on my show, he told me, he said, the music I used to make was for me and my homies and for my block. And I realized that I'm at a point now where I can't just make music for those people. Mm. I got to make music for other people too. And this project, um, he said, was very much inspired by that. It's called The Life for Two. It's out uh, Friday. But um, the song that I like off of it so far is How High. It's one of the singles. Um, and he's dope, man. Shout okay. out Baltimore. Shout out Shorty Shorty. Shout out Shorty yeah. and he got, Shorty. And he got uh, O3 Greedo on the project. And O3 Greedo's a home, so I'm very excited for it. Okay. And I'm playing Scarlet. This is New York as well. Mm. Yeah. Zaz, yes. Zaz, Zaz. Yes. Shout out to Scarlet, <laughs> a polarizing artist at P- this time. P- but... PA quarter straight, man. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> she, she, that's a hard she record. She apologized for that shit. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> nah, that's a, that's a hard record, man. Shout out Scarlet. All right. Well, before we go, uh, just want to remind you all that Tuesdays and Thursdays, you can catch Nyla and Gabe on Rotation Radio. Yep. yep. Uh, big show planned for tomorrow. Anything people can look forward to? New music. To? Yeah. We're going to play some. We're going to play all the picks from that we picked today. We normally do that every Thursday. Yeah. Um, and just get you ready for New Music Fridays. You know, we got a lot of fire dropping this week. Um, Blue Bucks Clan and Draco the Ruler, along with Draco, got a project coming out Friday. So we're going gonna to play some stuff for them. Mm. Um, then Nyla, Nyla gonna hit us with that good R&B I know I'm heavy on the R&B mm. And then we, me and her collab on the Afrobeat joints You know, cause yes. we both big on Afrobeat Cause she went to Ghana Cause she mm. went to right. Ghana I actually okay. have a Ghanaian name So I hate that you said that <laughs> No, you <laughs> said that you went to Ghana <laughs> Yeah And that's how you explored and, and found the water Yeah, pretty much yeah, But so. a flight and everything changed after that Yeah Yeah Oh, and our replay of our interview with Annalie Chapa yeah. Is uh, live on the AMP app Annalie stopped by, uh, well called into the show 
yesterday. So NLE Chopper links NLE Gabe. You know what it is. Oh my God. They had a moment. You know what it is. Tap in. Talked to NLE Chopper yesterday. Talked to Sexy Red today. I'm just, I'm having a great week. All right. Well, who knows what's next for you, bro? Shit. Exactly. If you guys ever miss an episode of Rotation Roundtable, you can check us out. Uh, at amazon.com slash rotation roundtable. The episodes mm-hmm. drop every week on Thursdays. Uh, Mondays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. You can catch Group Thread. Uh, they're focusing on Hip Hop 50 with host Naima Cochran. And we will be back next week, same time, same place. Yep. Yep. Rob Markman, Gabe, Zone, 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 Swiss Beats. Za, za, za. Za, Nyla Simone, I'm Speedy. And uh, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Yes. Y'all be safe. Peace.